last uh, last week was our Thanksgiving service, and I believe that we participated in it. If you did not participate in it, prepare to thank God and celebrate God. We learned last Sunday that uh, uh, we learned about Thanksgiving, and we saw that Thanksgiving Thanksgiving means to acknowledge God's grace, that God's grace works well. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. To acknowledge that God's grace works well. Hallelujah. To be thankful is to to carry the consciousness of the working of God. Hallelujah. To appreciate God for what He's doing. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us to thank God in all circumstances and to thank God for everything. Amen. We do not just thank God uh, when we are going through beautiful things, but we thank God even in the worst of the times, even when things seem to be so twisted that our minds cannot understand them. We thank God. And he says, according to First Thessalonians, he says, this is the will of God for us who are in Christ. It's the will of God that we'll be thankful. Praise the Lord. This is a month of our blessings in thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. A month of blessings in thanksgiving. And we are taking the most of it. Praise the Lord Jesus. We are taking the most of it. We are thanking God. We are walking in thanksgiving. Big time. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. Let's just go again. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Glory to God. Are we there? First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Glory to God. You have done so much for me, and I cannot tell it all. If I had ten thousand tongues, still won't be enough. Are we there? Alright, let's read it. Uh huh. Praise the Lord. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. For who? For you, for us who are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The will of God for us who are in Christ is to be thankful in all things. We saw through the word, uh, the Hebrew, sorry, the Greek word for be thankful there is the word, uh huh, it's Eucharistio, praise the Lord, which means to be thankful, but at the same time when you look at its roots, you see that, uh, it comes from good and then grace. Praise the Lord. So uh, um, that's why you hear there is a carry somewhere. 
Amen. It's L, that is EU, and then Caris, Tio. Praise the Lord. So, uh, there is a grace, there is good, EU, which is good. And then Caris itself is grace. Hallelujah. So to be thankful means to acknowledge that God's grace works well. Hallelujah. So to acknowledge the good grace. And uh, grace in itself is the working of God in a man's heart with its effects seen in life. Hallelujah. The working of God in one's heart with its reflections in life. So God, we, we can simply say that grace is God at work in man. Hallelujah. And that work is seen and is evidenced by all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, to be thankful means that, to, to acknowledge just that, it is the good grace. That is the good working, the well working of God in a man. Praise the Lord. So to be thankful is to acknowledge that God is surely working well. Amen. So he's telling us that be thankful in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you who is in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? To be thankful. He's telling you it is the will of God. Why? Because the scriptures still, you know, you'll find that the, the other scriptures make sense then. He says, walk in the spirit that you may not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Do you see? So he's telling you, be thankful. So see God's working and see it working well. See that God is wise. Are we together? But you see, many times what happens with man is, uh, man thinks through what he sees. So he thinks through, he, many times man operates in his fallen state. And that's a disaster. Fallen state. Which fallen state? When man fall from, from, uh, 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 God in the first place, when man sinned, he missed it. Are we together? What happened? Now, he began seeing things. You see, God gave you the five senses not to lead you. Are we together? Not to tell you who you are or to, 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 to direct you in life and dictate what to do. No. The reason why God gave you the five senses was that you may be helped to relate with the natural world. Are we together? But in the first place, man is not a, a physical being. Man is a spirit being. He lives in the body. The five senses are the senses now of the body. Are we together? So they help you relate with the three-dimensional world in which you were put. Are we together? So you see, you hear, you taste, you touch. All those things are to help you relate with this. Not to tell you what to do. Are we together? Man is a spirit being. Spirit being is was designed in the very image and likeness of God from the very beginning. But now when man gives his life to Christ, what happens is he's born again. Now being born again means that God has given birth to you. 
Are we together? That you are begotten by God Himself. God, who is a spirit. Are we together? John chapter 4 verse 24. He says, God is a spirit. Are we together? In, uh, in uh, John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13, He tells us that uh, we are born again and we are born by God. He says, being born, no, no, no. He says in uh, verse 12, he says, as many as believed him, to them gave he power, authority, to become, or to be called, sons of God. Who were, verse 13, who were born, not of flesh and blood, not of the will of man, but born of God. Are we together? So God has given birth to you. Remember, God is a spirit. In John chapter 3, verse 6, he says, Flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. Are we together? So, God who is a spirit has given birth. He's not giving birth to a natural man. Because he's a spirit, spirit gives birth to spirit. Are we together? So, you were spirit being and you were created as a spirit being. Are we together? Praise the Lord. Now, listen to me. The Bible says, you, God said... That is Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. He says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Are you with me? Now, God was not a physical being, was he? So now, if man was created as a physical being and in a likeness of a physical being, would he be, would God's statement really qualify? No. He created man in his own image and after his likeness. In his own image that as God is, as he looks like, so man looked like. Are we together? And God was not physical, was a spirit being. Why did God make man? There's a difference between God's creating and then making. To create means to bring into existence without a prior or a you know, a prior material. You're not using any previous material. You do not use any pre-existed material to bring into being. That is to create. Are we together? Being creative is simply playing, joining. Your, you, you, being creative is not the same as to create. Being creative is you using what is around to come up with something that is completely different from what you are bringing out. And we together. But to make means to use, to bring into existence from a pre-existed material. Are we together? God created man in his own image and likeness. That means he created him out of no pre-existed material. He brought him from himself. Are we together? God made man out of the dust of the ground. That is, he used the pre-existed material to make now, the making of man and creating of man are two different things. Are we together? The creating of man, he created the spirit as man. Man is a spirit. The making of man is the designing of the body in which man was to dwell. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. So, when God made man, God made man, man was not alive. Are we together? Until what? Until when he released his spirit into him. 
He released the spirit. Which spirit? The one he had created in the first place. God first created man and then made the man. Now the man, man, after receiving the spirit, which spirit? The one he created. How did God create man? God created man by words. Are you with me? By words. When God says, let us do this. It's not, it's not just a call to action. He has released himself. Praise the Lord. So God created man. The Bible says in, uh, in, in James, sorry, uh, 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 let's just go there briefly. Praise the Lord. Are we learning? Glory to God. The Bible says in Genesis, now look at, uh, uh, um, Verse, verse, verse 27. Did you know something here that there's a difference between 28, 26 and 20, 28? Huh? <laughs> Hello? Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. But I, I, I was saying, do you know that there's a difference between verse 26 and verse 27? Hmm? Alright, let's just read it and then we see. Verse 26. He says, Then God said, Let us make, take note of, make, underline make if you can. He says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Look at the next verse. So God created. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Hello? Are you here? Now, he said, do you know that verse 6, verse 26 did not come to pass in chapter 1? Verse 26 came to pass in chapter 2. That's when God made man. But in chapter 1, verse 27, He created. So God created. I want you to note the tenses. Come on now. Note the tenses. In verse 26, He says, um, Let us make. That does not mean He has done. Is saying to himself, let us do something. But in verse 27, he says, he created man. That is what he did. Here he spoke of what he was to do. Are we together? Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over. Did you note that all things that you mentioned there are physical things? Verse 27, he says, So God created man in his... I want you to note something still. Hello? This is beautiful. Now, let's continue. He says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Note, note. Male and created he them. Interesting. Interesting. And yet in the making of man, in chapter 2, 
what does he do? Did he create both, make both male and female? He made one. Come on, come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 7 of chapter 2, see where, see it. Chapter 2, verse, verse 7. Are you there? He says, and, and the Lord God formed, did you hear that? Formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath. Ah, not that. The what? The breath of life. And man became a living being. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you find that the man that was made there was called Adam. Are we together? He did not make two people there. He made one. And yet in creation, he created one. So he created two. Come on now. Come on. And God and God created male and female. In his image, he created him. Male and female created he them. He created both. And when he made man, he only made one, Adam. Doesn't this explain how Eve came out? He was in Adam. Why didn't God, after pulling out and making a woman from the rib of man, why didn't God have to breathe again into the woman? Because when he breathed into man, released the spirit, there was both in man. <laughs> Doesn't this explain genetics? <laughs> Come on now. Doesn't this explain it? That in man is both the X and Y chromosomes. Are you with me? He put in man Male and female. So when he wanted to make a help made for him, he pulled out the woman. She was there and she was alive. This is so good. I would continue there, but it's not my topic. There's some beautiful things there. Some, some, some. Mystical, beautiful. <laughs> because think about it. Do you know what it means to give birth? To give birth, it is to bring out your, your releasing out of your own kind. Are you with me? I would say <laughs> that the first person to give birth was a man. Because the woman came out of him. Praise the Lord. Alright. Another time's topic. <laughs> go meditate. Amen. But let's, let's go back. So, he put both in him. 
And so, he made man, praise the Lord, he made man and gave him dominion over the natural world. Why did God have to make a body for man? This is the reason. The reason why God had to make a body for man is because God had designed a physical world. Are you with me? And because he had designed a physical world, this physical world was supposed to be dominated. Why? Because God is a spirit and he lives in the spiritual world. Are you with me? So now he makes the physical world. He's God in the spiritual world. Now he has designed a physical world and he says, this world I've designed, I need to do what? To still rule over here. But I cannot, I want to do it. I want to give. Now, he gives authority to man after creating, after making him. Gave him authority over all things. Now, God literally, when God says, let him have dominion, he literally got all his authority that he had over the natural world and gave it to man. In other words, God made man by the decree that he should have dominion over the works of his hands. God made man a God of the earth. Why? He was ruling over the heavenly and the spiritual. And God makes the spirit man who was in his image and likeness and puts in him a, a physical body to rule over the natural. Not in any difference. Let me tell you. Do you, do you know you, you, you started about colonialism? Hmm? How they colonized different territories. Now when they took over territory, hmm, Uganda was under the British territory, right? Now, when they colonized a country, they bring you, remember this country has been existing as an independent entity. But now it is being colonized. What happens is, they send their governors and send their, just to teach and educate this new territory and establish them in the mother country. Are you with me? So to totally colonize is where now they bring the people to the same understanding, the same way of life, the same way of communication with the mother country. Praise the Lord. Think about it. We are putting on suits. In Africa, we were not putting on suits. We're putting on suits because that's what the mother country the Great Britain was doing the ties and all these things. We're speaking English. We're, we're speaking our local language. But we began speaking why? Because we're colonized by another nation. And so we became part of them. And for a country to be well, it's influenced in every aspect of life. It's supposed to be like the mother country. Even the building structures. Praise the Lord. Now, now, excuse me. When you cross over and you go to Rwanda, huh? Rwanda was from the, the French. You will find things are different there. They're different. Praise the Lord. 
Many of them don't, are not, are not good at English. Many of them. Praise the Lord. You can hear them speak English. Even when you go to the universities, still English is not fun. But guess what? Even other things, small things which you think, like now, do you know when you go there, like first, they're driving alone. You drive from the left, you drive right. You get it? Right. Now apart from that, even the chargers, <laughs> when you go there with your charger, you will not charge. You need another ones they use. They are whatever, those, those, uh, they call them, the sockets and whatever, are different from our own. What is that? It is they program you into them. Where everything you do is influenced by the mother country. Are you with me? So when God created and made the earth, he put man to colonize the earth. So that earth is an extension of the heavens. Look at Jesus' prayer while he's showing them the format. He says, let your will be done on earth as it is. That's God's plan. And that was God's plan. That earth will be under the influence of heavens. And at the end, that's what happens. The Bible says, as he gives the vision of the end, he says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. At the end, we're even going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Praise the Lord. The old one shall be taken off and there will be a new earth. God's plan is that earth will be exactly as heaven. Do you know God's plan in the first place was not for man to live in heaven, to be in heaven? Yeah. Do you? Are we together? Don't you think that God's plan and the purpose for man was that he may go to earth and then later enter heaven? No! It wasn't. And in fact, heaven is not your final destination. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are coming back with the Lord to rule over. Here, territories, there is a new heaven. There is a new Jerusalem. Are you with me? There is a new earth. And this is where we will be ruling. That's the reason why if you do not practice reigning now, this life is to teach us how to live the life that God has designed for us. So what you're doing right now is going to dictate what you're going to do in this new earth. <laughs> We're going to be allocated territories to rule. But you see, we're talking about Thanksgiving. That's another chance to... <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we went just there. We were talking about Thanksgiving. So, I was telling you something. That man was not meant to live by the senses. But the senses were given him so that he can relate with the natural world. Are you with me? Yes, that's how. Why? Because man is bigger than the senses. Are you with me? 
Very big and great. Greater than the senses. He is in every sense of the word. That's man. Are we together? He is not like an, he, he is not, you see, when you look, what your eyes see is not what defines you. When you feel, what your feelings tell you are not what defines you. You're bigger than the feelings. You're bigger than what you are looking at at the moment. That's the reason why. If you are like, now you're seated here and you're looking around, what happens is when you leave this place, you will see another thing. So have you changed? No. Now if you say you are defined by the chair you're sitting on, what happens when you step out of that chair? Are we together? What am I saying? Is the senses are, were just to help you relate with the natural world. Not to tell you who you are. Come on now. They were not supposed to tell you who you are, what you have, where you can go, what you can do, and all that. No, you were supposed to use your eyes to relate with the natural. Your eyes, listen to me. Your eyes, the physical eyes, are a window. They are the windows of your spirit. Listen. Praise the Lord. God told Abraham, Look to the north, to the south, to the west, to the east, as far as your eyes can see. I want you to note, He told him, Look, and then He told him, See. It's one thing to look, it's another thing to see. Why didn't God just tell him, Abraham, see the east, the west, the other? No. He told him, look. In other words, open up the windows and permit your spirit to see. Are we together? These eyes, when they open like this, you know the Bible says they have eyes but they do not see. How come? Well, because you do not see with your eyes. These are simply windows. The real man that sees is in the house. <laughs> are we together? So when the windows open, man can be able to see. So he tells you, look and see. Are we together? Look and see. Why? Does he tell him, look as far as your eyes can see? It's because you can look and not see. Abraham, what he saw was not what his eyes looked at. He saw the whole world. That's the reason why, even right now, we are descendants of who? Abraham, he saw every one of us. Can any eye, physical eye, see that far? These are years and years, thousands of years ahead of him. We are here and Abraham saw us. Which eye did he use? 